Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Reach. This is your host, Jessica Van. I'm the founder and CEO of Maven Recruiting Group. And today I am so excited to welcome Katie Hobson to our program. Hi, Katie. Hello. Hi, great to have you. Thank you for having me. So, Katie is joining us from Austin, Texas where she is the senior executive assistant to the husband and wife dynamic team that are Michael and Lauren Bostick, uh, who many of our listeners may follow and already be familiar with. They are the lifestyle brand influencers, podcasters, and business owners of Dear Media and The Skinny Confidential. They're also hosts of the Him and Her podcast, which has garnered over, this is just staggering to me, Katie, has garnered over 145 million listeners and even crazy. had people, yeah, crazy. I mean, no no offense to our to our lovely program here, but I as somebody that does this, I can I can really um, appreciate what a staggering number that is. So uh, their podcast has had people as noteworthy as Tony Robbins and Ed Milette uh, as guests. So we've had uh, just an incredible wide range of EAs on our program, people who support business owners and celebrities and brand name CEOs, government officials. We've even had people who've supported magicians, but never have we featured an executive assistant who supports an influencer. Obviously, the world of influencing is a super new and hot industry that greatly impacts all things social media, consumerism, shopping, cooking, decorating, lifestyle, knowledge gathering, you name it. So we're especially looking forward to Katie giving us this behind the scenes look into what goes on in the lives of influencers and these empires that they're running and how she as an executive assistant shows up to support them in a very unique and meaningful way. So tell us first and foremost about these two individuals that you support. If you know, I mentioned a little bit in the introduction some of the things that they're known for, but uh, in the event that our listeners are not familiar, who are they? What do they stand for? And what are their companies all about? So Michael and Lauren are similarly just very loud, punchy individuals, which is great to work with because I categorize myself in that same way sometimes. Um, And they're both just extremely creative, very entrepreneurial, um, have catapulted many businesses of theirs and as investors as well. Um, So just super smart people to be around and to, you know, take notes from and be a part of their life is an honor. Um, Michael is definitely what you've heard in the intro for their show as a serial entrepreneur. He is the co-founder and current CEO of Dear Media. Um, again, a very loud, punchy guy who decided to kind of take the reins um, in this industry and make his own female-focused media company. 
And um, of course, Lauren, his wife, she is kind of an OG influencer in the space, CEO and founder of her brand, The Skinny Confidential, which is beauty, lifestyle, wellness, um, started as a blog and then has now launched into, of course, like the you know podcast, obviously, and her product line. Um, she has lots of like face tools, face products, and that is always growing and evolving. Um, so they together have their podcast and then again, Michael made Dear Media and they were the first show on the network. Um, and we're heading towards, um, 80 shows in 23 on the network total. So it's grown so much. Um, but that's basically them in a nutshell. Wow. That sounds like a pretty complicated and, um, involved existence that the two of them are are leading and obviously you are are chaperoning in some to some extent all of those different elements so we're excited to learn more about how that how that actually translates to you and your role so with the rise of of influencers as this legitimate career and and really path to wealth um many of these people are managing many if not actual empires. And it stands to reason that support for influencers is going to become a growing area of opportunity for executive assistants. So, you know, tell us how somebody like yourself um, ends up in a role like this. And and how is it, you know, that that you're the lucky one, so to speak, to land in this position? and, um, And how did you get there? So I am very lucky. That's the truth. Um, I was previously working in live television and I had been doing that for a while, um, being an EA to the CEO there, as well as doing some other things in logistics. Um, definitely knew that it wasn't my forever career path, but it was a great experience. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, of course, um, the market shifted a lot. A lot of these live sets were being you know, shut down. Um, and things were being recorded remotely. And it was not hard to see that that was where live television was headed, was obviously streaming. And of course, this pandemic just put a whole new layer of complication over it. Um, So I was kind of already leaning towards finding a new opportunity anyway, really did love the EA stuff. That's kind of my bread and butter. It's what I'm good at. And it's what I enjoy doing. So just hit LinkedIn, essentially. And uh, kind of was striking out with other things. I wanted to stay in this similar industry um, because it is fun and exciting and it is developing and there's always a need for it. Um, so, of course, like everybody else, podcasting kind of became a big deal um, in, the, in the pandemic. And I found the Skinny Confidential, him and her show through a friend and started listening to just some episodes here and there and um, finally caught up to some of the more recent ones where... Michael in an intro mentioned that Dear Media was expanding and opening an office in Austin, Texas, um, and to check LinkedIn for the opportunities. So I texted my husband and I was like, uh, if I was applying for a job in Austin, are you like down to move? <laughs> and we move around a lot. Uh, he plays professional baseball, so it's, you know, nothing new to him. Um, so he's like, go for it. I mean, if you want to get out, like, let's do it. So I applied and um, ended up knowing, or I didn't know her, but the hiring manager is from my hometown. So it was easy to make a quick little connection and stand out there. And um, 
went through the interview process and landed the job with Michael as his EA. So a few months later, after we've moved to Austin, Lauren's EA at the time was moving on to another opportunity and they were going to start searching for her replacement. And it was actually Michael's idea. He was like, hey, what do you think about taking over Lauren's desk also? And of course, I was hesitant at first because that's a lot of work um, to CEOs with completely different businesses, but of course, still very similar because they have the podcast together. Um, I was like, let's try it. You know, if it, it's not working out, if it's too much, you know, as long as the door's open for me to come and talk to you, okay, you know, let's go. So we tried it. It worked. And been doing that since September of last year. So it's been about a little over a year since I've been doing both desks um, and a little bit longer than that than with just Michael's desk. So wow. chaotic, but uh, <laughs> it works. You're clearly managing though. Yeah, no, it's a lot. So there's a wonderful piece that, that you guys produced and we can um, uh, link to this as well in, in, the, um, in the show notes, but there's a wonderful piece about you, Katie, that I had the the chance to watch about kind of a day in the life in your world. I mm-hmm. thought it was really well produced and um, just fun and interesting and um, entertaining. And I thought it was just a great a great snippet of what you know what your day looks like. But um, could you maybe describe that for us in terms of how you navigate? divvying up your time, first and foremost, across these two very dynamic and both very involved and intrepid people. So how does that work for you in terms of the allocation? But then just if you could just more generally describe like what is what is a role as broad and varied as this um, actually look like? So I'm very fortunate that although Michael and Lauren do have their separate businesses, I mentioned earlier, a lot of their business is conducted together, um, i.e. the podcast um, and, of course, their, their family. But um, they, they, Michael's business is pretty set in stone. It's your basic, you know, he's the CEO. There's a team below, a great management system. Um, very traditional and what you would imagine a business would be set up as. Whereas Lauren's is obviously she's the influencer. You can't really have anyone else influencing on her behalf. So she is at the forefront. She's involved in a lot of the day to day um, from her social campaigns to product development to, you know, podcast research. Um, Her desk is more of a challenge in that respect. Um, But generally they seem to, for the lack of a better term, teeter-totter each other really well. It stays balanced, um, which makes the workload for me pretty simple. Um, so, for example, if Lauren is slammed with a product launch, you know, Michael understands that it's a busy time and it magically just seems to be a little bit smoother on his side. Mm-hmm. And then if we flip the script, Michael's maybe prepping for a board meeting and Lauren knows that Michael's in it, he's prepping and maybe her side is a little bit smoother, you know, during that time. Um, So the system, quote unquote, uh, there really isn't like something that I, you know, go by the book with. Um, I just am super hyper focused on prioritizing, like my life depends on it. Um, So I basically will take, you know, the tasks of the day and see where I can put things above or below in order to get it done, you know, in a timely manner and have them, of course, not feel like they're getting gypped by the other right. from my time. Um, 
So divvying up time is a challenge. There's only been, you know, a few seasons where I feel like there's not enough of me to go around. Um, But of course I vocalize that. I'm like, hey, you know what? Hang on one quick second. Let me just finish up this project with Lauren and I'm back Mm -hmm. to you in, in 10 or you know what I mean? So they understand, which is a huge part of why it works is their graciousness. You know, they get that I'm one person and there's only so many hours in the day. So they're great with kind of giving me grace um, with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then of course, spreadsheets and calendar invites and texts and, you know, all that stuff kind of flows sure. into the system as well. But other than that, it's kind of magic. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think you make a good point, which is one that, you know, many of our executive assistant professionals who have been guests on this program talk about, which is, the need to manage up and the need to be able to set and, and, and manage expectations. And, and as you, as you said, vocalize, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just really necessary to communicate your constraints and to be able to um, set what are realistic expectations and, and be able to communicate what the, what the challenges are and what you're working through. Um, if you want to actually, you know, not disappoint others and or yourself by frying right. yourself out, right? Exactly. So those are pretty important things. So you mentioned things like board meetings. You mentioned things like product launches. Um, I feel like we've we've covered board meetings in, in other episodes, but less so on product launches because, as I mentioned, we've never really had uh, anybody right. on our program who's an influencer who is kind of pumping out content and partnerships and product launches to the extent that your boss is. So Mm -hmm. can you comment a little bit about what that looks like in terms of your role and how that impacts what you do? What, what really is your involvement in things like that? So the demand is, is definitely real. Um, Obviously from Lauren's side, she's constantly innovating and, you know, dreaming about how to, you know, not just white label something, but really disrupt the industry and everything that she does. Um, I mean, that's of course the point, you know, you want to stand out and grow your brand and um, she's incredible at that. So in the way I support her and again, Michael as well is is involved in a lot of this too, you know, they are a team and they're both creative together. Um, But basically my sole job in all of this is just to allow time for creativity. They both ask for it. They both need it. Um, it's where a lot of their, you know, bright ideas get to be incubated and they get to sit down with no distractions. And of course I'm the gatekeeper holding all the crazy back, you know, giving them a day a week is ideal to just Mm -hmm. have nothing on their calendar and they just get to innovate, create, you know, bounce ideas off of each other, be entrepreneurial things, think of, you know, the next big thing. Um, Mm. Michael always tells me that if everyone's hopping on board with a a fad or something, it's already old news. Mm -hmm. Um, so allowing them the time to be creative is definitely key, um, in my role. I, I think that's really interesting to hear you talk about how you protect that time, because I think more and more and more and more we're seeing in, the arenas of, you know, mindfulness and um, self-healing and, um, you know, all of these types of communities, there's, there's a very um, kind of 
common thread that runs through all of the different discourse and all of the different figureheads that are talking about this stuff, which is the need for um, downtime and the need to replenish and the need to actually, you know, not um, be dialed in constantly to actually um, support and provide for and allow the the space to take a pause and to not be like in this this sense of what do they call it urgent culture right where everything mm-hmm. is is constantly needed to be responded to so I think it's really interesting to hear um, you talk about that about how you're enabling that for your executives and also just to really underscore the importance of that that you know that we need reflection time and creative space to actually pump things out and be innovative. And I, I think that unfortunately that's something that doesn't really get celebrated. Um, and I think that for a lot of good reasons, it's starting to become more accepted and encouraged that people actually hit pause. So it's, it's actually really wonderful to hear that you guys have a practice of doing that. Um, like you said, one day a week, I think that's incredible. Yeah. And again, we don't hit that every week. I mean, you know, there are times where it's just for, you know, balls to the wall and it's, there's no time for that. Um, but we always try to work it in. Um, and it is super important. That was something they kind of outlined with me from day one. Um, definitely not what I was used to coming from, um, you know, TV. It's, it's, there's no downtime ever. So the world of influencers, right? It's, it's so persona driven. And you said this yourself. I mean, Lauren can't really delegate her responsibilities as influencers. She obviously can have a support team underneath her that helps her. Right. But at the end of the day, it's her name, it's her face, it's her brand, it's her point of view. So it is so persona driven. And I feel like there's this kind of insatiable demand for content, right? I mean, you've got to stay fresh and relevant and new and cutting edge. And it's like this evergreen constant need to replenish content. Um, So how does that translate to your role in terms of how you support them, uh, how you guys stay relevant, how you keep up with that kind of constant demand and pace? Yeah, no, um, it's crazy to watch, actually. It's impressive um, how quickly they can keep up. Um, Lauren's just very on the pulse. It's again, really impressive. I think I've said that a lot, but again, being naturally entrepreneurial and staying ahead of trends is just something that's very natural to them both. Um, and it's, as far as my role goes, you know, I am their demographic for dear media and for the skinny confidential being a female millennial. Hmm. Um, and so they definitely ask for, along with me, of course, our team opinions, um, on, you know, whether it's a guest on the podcast or it's, you know, a product in that Lauren's thinking about developing. Um, they really do rely on the team to kind of provide some feedback as well as of course, tapping into their community. So whether that's doing a newsletter with, with, you know, a poll or of course, using social media to take. Um, input from the community. They're very community driven. So they're giving their following exactly what they want, Mm -hmm. um, which is great. They're very in tune and very in sync with what their consumers are after, which I think helps them stay ahead. Yeah. So can you give us some examples? Like when you talk about um, you know, what Michael said, that if, if, if it's a trend and everybody's doing it, it's already 
past its prime. Like, can you give us some examples of like, what is it like to be, you know, in the room during these ideation discussions or, you know, what are some of the trends that you guys are talking about and what is, what is sort of newsworthy and buzzworthy in, in your world? Yeah. So the first thing that I can think of is, um, of course, the video portion to podcasting that was it's still pretty new. Um, There are a lot of like big podcasts that are implementing this or have been implementing this. Um, Of course, it's a huge, you know, push on a network or a media company because that's a whole different team. You have your audio people. Um, now you have to hire video people and editors, and now you have to, you know, worry about what the talent looks like and they're worried about what they look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so video kind of became a quick ad at Dear Media anyway, um, which I've obviously recycled right down to skinny because all in the same network. Um, so video was really the thing that we kind of started doing at Dear Media a little ahead of everyone else. Again, it's out there. We weren't, we didn't invent it, but um, it was definitely starting to kind of catch some, some speed from the industry as a whole. Um, and that was something, you know, that Michael was like, let's do video. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, what, you know, really? And uh, our, we have a content team in house. So it was an easy little in, like integration. You know, we already had content, you know, being shot in our studios and, a full editing team. So it was easy to kind of cross over and, you know, make minimal hires and implement that really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great example. Um, and it's funny because it's, you know, you're right. Like when you think about podcasting, you think about it as voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you start adding the video layer, I mean, it, it starts to mimic more of like, you know, what we remember from like the talk show days and, right. Um, news and more of those kind of traditional outlets, but there's, I think, a casualness to the podcast dialogue and kind of like almost like a familiarity to how podcasters tend to interact with their guests that is very different and very fresh. So yeah, that's interesting to hear that you guys were one of the first on that one. So when it comes to the world of influencers, and I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on on this question (laughs) in particular, you know, the lines between personal life and business are super blurry, um, particularly when you're talking about the two people that you support. Um, you know, I mean, this is no, obviously comes as no surprise to you, but your both of your bosses are very, very candid. Um, there's almost sort of known for talking about the untalkable, right? And there's yep. <laughs> almost seems like there's no topic that is um, taboo or off limits. And, you know, I've I've seen press with Lauren where she's talking about, um, you know, her breast implants and, and what she went through going through that and just her quite, quite frankly, like her honesty about, you know, going through procedures, which is in and of itself is somewhat, um, rare and radical, but she talks about things like postpartum depression and, and, you know, using psychedelics and things like that to, to get through it. I mean, she's really, she's really, um, She's really upfront, and I imagine that that's also a big part of what people love about her. Um, but in terms of just like the whole discussion around blurring between personal and business and protecting um, their private and personal life, I mean, how do you negotiate that, right? Because when, when you work for somebody who has really made so much of their brand about being open and really um, quite, you know, quite 
quite public about some things that others would would really safeguard. Like, how do you know where that line is, and how do you discern what is off limits for them and what is okay to to share? And in, in some ways, I would think for you, it's almost even harder to figure that out because it's like, well, how do you know? what what you can can't share whereas if you work for somebody who's just incredibly private across the board you just kind of know that everything should not be discussed right and that discretion is is the highest order priority um but in your case it's a little bit more nuanced so i'd be curious to hear your thoughts around how you how you negotiate that yeah it is there's definitely a lot of blurred lines um of course too as like you know Again, it's been a year-ish that I've been with them, and we all trust each other at this point. You know, I am, I'm in the, the circle, if you will, and it comes with a lot of responsibility. You know, I, for, you know, just in experience, have always taken the, the page out of the book of, like, I'm just going to be private all the way, 100%. And if I ever get like a nod or an okay from them, then I'm like, okay, you know, but them being online really kind of threw me initially I'm like okay well I'm with them all the time but if I take a picture and you know I post it like what if they don't want people to know where they are you know or whatever Mm -hmm. so that is uh, my policy with that is basically like unless they're posting it and tagging me I'm not posting it and tagging them um I kind of like let them take lead first and just follow suit um and it's hard in the office as well because you know people are used to seeing them around and they're like oh where Michael Morin and at I'm like eh, you know I don't know that's always my answer mm-hmm. um and we yeah. know that's not true it's never true everyone knows I just, of course I you know where they are <laughs> yeah I don't yeah. know is always my answer and everyone yeah. just laughs at me and they're like right. okay Katie whatever Um, but yeah, you know, and it's nice to have like a confidant in, um, their personal assistant, Haley, her and I can't, you know, we can bounce ideas off of each other and check each other on things if we're not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I just kind of take my policy is, you know, don't post unless they do and don't share it unless they do. Mm -hmm. Um, always taking their lead is, is just my MO there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) So you mentioned this, um, that they have a personal assistant. Um, yes. and, and that was something else I was curious about. You know, we've had other people in the program. Um, in particular, we had the executive assistant and personal assistant former to Sarah Blakely um, talking about their relationship and how they really support each other and, um, and kind of complement each other. How do you work with Michael and Lauren's personal assistant and what sort of the the boundary or the division of responsibility for the two of you when it comes to things like you know travel or event appearances or um, getting ready for appearances and all of those types of things? Yeah, so um, in the past I've done both, you know, the EAPA thing, and now that we have me and Haley together working as a team. I don't think I could ever go back or ever recommend someone playing both sides. It's, it's tough. It's a hard role to be in because you, you know, might be picking up a smoothie and then you might be, you know, sending a calendar invite. It's just too much. Um, So I'm very lucky to have Haley um, where she is tending to most of those personal needs um, on her own. And then I'm sticking more to business as much as I can, obviously. 
Um, I do oversee her workload and her task list. Mm -hmm. Um, of course she's getting texts and, you know, she might be with them at the house all day. So she's obviously going to have like, you know, face-to-face interaction with them. And sometimes I'm not around. Um, but we have like a sheet where we keep all of our priorities, hers and some of mine, and we'll like write notes to each other, you know, Hey, I, I, I did this, but I haven't gotten a response. You know, I'm like, okay, let's notate that come back. Um, so we're very on the same page with expectations as far as like per task. And of course, you know, categorically, it's like, okay, if, you know, we're out of groceries, like that's under Haley's um, umbrella, or Mm. if we're booking travel, that's under my umbrella. Um, So we have a good system. Again, like, you know, we spoke about a minute ago, the lines are blurred. And, you know, if Haley's particularly busy, I'm just, you know, wrapping Christmas gifts, let's say, and there's a few things at the house that need to be done, you know, I'll run over and help her and get it done. Um, so there's definitely seasons where we help each other out, backfill each other when we need to, if she's out of the office or what have you. Um, we do kind of have this like nice little teammate relationship and it's wonderful. I I could not do my job without her. Yeah. Um, Haley's wonderful. Yeah, that's great to hear. D- does she ever come into the office as well? Like for instance, if she's, you know, if her role is to more be, available to Michael and Lauren is she is she with them at their side sometimes in the office when they are um sometimes yeah it's a good place for she has a desk and you know it's good for her to come and sit down if she's got um you know a lot of like gifting to ship out for you know guests coming on the podcast or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um she's got space she's got somewhere quiet she can come sit down um and you know knock out some work and then usually when they're at the office that's I'm around and um, I manage anything they need at the office. Um, And then she's, you know, almost exclusively handling everything at home. Got it. Great. So outside of the traditional tasks that most people would expect to encounter in an executive support role, and, you know, those being things like calendar management and prioritization and travel coordination and meeting prep and board meetings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Are there anything, any things that you handle that you think are particularly unique to supporting influencers? And I'm thinking about this question from the perspective of other people who are maybe curious about what a career trajectory in this space might look like. And maybe they're coming into the role, you know, with an executive assistant skill set, but not having done anything in this type of a world. So what might be some truly unique and um, specific types of tasks that they would, that they would tackle that they wouldn't in something else? Um, I think the obvious one is um, like gifting and PR. I mean, that just is like a beast in its own. It could be someone's full-time job, to be honest. Um, Just the amount of stuff that is coming in as gifting. And of course, during the holiday season, it's, it's wild. Um, so sitting down, going through all of that, you know, is this stuff for a social campaign? Is this stuff that has been requested? Is this stuff that someone just, you know, Googled the address and figured out? Mm. Um, so sifting through all of that is definitely an odd task that I've obviously never done before. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is specific to influencer and, you know, it's, it's funny, um, the, the levels that people will go to get, you know, their new eyelashes or, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> their lip gloss um, to Lauren is 
it's pretty impressive. Um, mm. But that that is probably the most unique. Again, not very exciting. Um, but as far as you know, I've done at a mood board. I worked an entire day making a mood board for the background of one of her photo shoots. Um, that's a bizarre one. Again, felt like I was in third grade doing a art project. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that was like a full work day was making a mood board. Um, right. So weird stuff like that, you know, or if we have like, you know, a travel schedule we need to run through and Lauren's like, well, I'm on the treadmill. You want to walk next to me and we'll just knock this out. Mm-hmm. Um, or she's at dry bar and I'll go sit next to her at dry bar and we'll strategize about projects. Um, you know, so stuff like that. And, um, of course I watch her Instagram stories. Um, we have a whole team, um, that manages campaigns and co-brands and, and product launch and stuff. Parker and Laney, they're wonderful. Um, but of course, you know, I'm in charge of her life and if she's behind on something, I need to make sure I'm noting that. So I watch all of her Instagram stories. Um, and, you know, check posts and all that, um, for work. And also she's hilarious. So I enjoy it as a consumer as well. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, the weirdest task probably violates my NDA. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I'll just say I, I always, you know, jump in, um, whenever there's like a personal or business need, whatever that is or however weird it might be. Um, I'm just, I'm getting it done. Yeah. That's great. I love that. It really paints a vivid image. What's the most bizarre and creative way that someone's tried to get a product through the doors and into Lauren's hands? Oh, God. It's like people literally will just research where the studios are. And I mean, it's bizarre. It Luckily that, you know, L.A. is usually where people try to go find her. But uh, she's in Texas now. So yeah, yeah, That's it's funny. strange. Yeah, yeah. So I have a final question for you, and that is, if you could support anyone throughout the course of history or time, who would you choose to support and why? Oh, my gosh. Um, So I have two people in mind. Um, Of course you do, because you support two people now. So why wouldn't you have two? (laughs) I know. Gosh, I always have a plan B. Um, Betty White, I think, would have been an amazing person to support. She is obviously hilarious, and I admire her so much. Um, You know, her career was very vast, and she did a lot of different things. Um, So she would have been a very fun woman to work for. Um, And then my second pick is the legend Martha Stewart. Mm. Um, I love to cook and I've always looked up to her as a chef and she's obviously iconic. She's hilarious. Um, and I'm sure her assistant's life is interesting and that's probably who you should interview next. Yeah. Um, no that's a great <laughs> idea actually. Yeah. Well, and talk about like another huge media mogul. I mean, obviously her, her lifestyle brand is different and she has a Very. different tone than, than, than your current bosses, but she was one of the OGs, right? When it came to like lifestyle and, you know, I mean, literally Martha Stewart living, like she was the ultimate lifestyle brand influencer um, of the nineties. So she's the queen. She is. Yeah. (laughs) Good point. Um, Well, this has been so fun. I really feel like this has been a fun, you know, kind of exclusive look um, behind the scenes. And I would definitely encourage our listeners 
to um, to look at the video um, that I mentioned about your day in the life. And um, it's, it's just super fun and definitely got some good chuckles out of me. So thank you so much, Katie. This has been really a fun conversation. Yes, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Reach is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. If you've enjoyed being part of our podcast community and are interested in becoming part of our candidate community, we're currently hiring for roles in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, and Los Angeles. You can visit us at www.mavenrec.com to see some of the roles we're currently working on and to submit your resume.